0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. for a touchdown earlier in a direct snap. Now it's Michelle's turn running all the way. Gets to the edge. Tony Michelle will send the Dogs home to the championship game. 53-and-a-half-yard drive near a hash, kick right, snap, hold, kick is away, it's
1: reaching, and it is good, 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 Hot Pod does it! All right, Hot Pod! with an up and out, wide open!
0: Touchdown!
1: Israel two.
0: All right. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. What's going on? It's the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Also coming at you on Brinks TV. Welcome in. It is Tennessee week here on the podcast here for the Georgia Bulldogs. It's a very, very important week. It's weird that it's in November. But joining me to talk about it is my man, Israel Troop. Israel, what's up, dude?
1: What up? I don't like this game being in November same way I don't like. Auburn being in September, or whenever it is, but you know that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still applies. Tennessee, it's going to be a good game. Going to be a good matchup.
0: Yeah, they've uh, they've kind of found their identity. They've kind of found some things, but we'll we'll break this thing down more uh, more as we go. If you want to see our social, if you want to follow us on social media, I promise you. Israel is a great follow, so make sure you do, make sure you do that. Make sure you get him uh, followed. Uh, check out his tweets. Uh, Israel uh, gave us a really, really good definition of the mm-hmm. of you're doing too much. Israel, what does that mean?
1: Um, and you know, after I thought about it, you know, it applies to adults as well. Uh, it's generally when the person who says it, you know, you're doing too much, um, is in the wrong. They, they, they have done something wrong and you're, you're chastised them. You're getting onto them for doing something bad Mm -hmm. and they don't want to hear it. Um, they don't want to take about accountability for it. And now they're upset and they feel like you're doing exactly too much for the situation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh,
1: even though they were wrong.
0: (laughs) Yes. I hear that all the time. I added a synonym (laughs) uh, called you're doing the most.
1: I saw that I you're, saw you're, that
0: you're doing the most so yeah it's it's uh it's crazy but yeah follow him for more for more fun there uh follow me uh it's all scrolling so just take a look at it I'm not going to read it uh, I'm not going to read it to you you guys can read it we are we are also brought to you by betonline.ag some interesting stuff happening over there the Darren Williams Frank Gore boxing match what is up with celebrities boxing each other nowadays i guess boxing Ooh. is is desperate the fight odds: Darren Williams is actually favored to win this fight. Uh, he's minus two hundred fifty on a money line. Frank Gore's plus two hundred.
1: Is um, that a basketball player versus a football player? Yeah. Darren we Williams played basketball, right?
0: Yep, he was point guard. It's a point guard versus a running set. back.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Apparently, he's yeah. got. Uh, apparently, that equates to about a seventy-one percent odd of winning.
1: I don't know because uh, Frank Gore is like fifty thousand years old, and he was still running for a thousand yards. So I mean, the kid the man has some longevity, and I don't know. I don't know if you can outlast him, but it should be pretty good, but I don't know what this is about boxers like celebrity and boxers now. I don't get it,
0: yeah, I mean, have you seen Frank Gore? like his I think his head is made out of granite, yeah, like it's just like one big square block on on Mm -hmm. some shoulders like he looks Mm -hmm. looks like somebody started a uh started a concrete bust and they gave up halfway through that's what it looks (laughs) like um good luck boxing that i guess that i don't i don't want to box i have no interest in boxing that so darren williams have at it um nba players and football players should not be engaging in the sport of boxing even though Mm -hmm. even though i think basketball players are the greatest athletes in the world because they are because the size they are and the the way in which they move. But when it equates to the sport of boxing, I just don't see it.
1: No, boxing is a different it. animal. It, 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 is, it, it takes so much conditioning and stuff to be able to box, to move mm-hmm. around, to have the stamina and things like that. Um, I know because uh, before we moved here at Auburn, I, mean, I used to take a boxing class uh, with my wife. Um, and by the way, my wife has hands, so don't try her.
0: Yeah. Don't don't try her. She's, uh, <laughs> she, she, she tagged you a few times, right?
1: Yeah. Like we, we would go in there and box and I'd look at them like these combos, you're really good at them. She's quick. And she just look at me and start laughing. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't want to, I don't want no part of that. <laughs>
0: no, definitely not. So, but, uh, you know where you can bet on that stuff?
1: Bet online, baby.
0: Yeah, you, well, your wife is not on BetOnline yet. Her odds aren't there. Not um, yet. But not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but uh, Vegas is. Uh, I think she's fighting at Caesars next next month. So uh, mm-hmm. be on the be on the lookout for that. Um, but anyway, so you can head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today, receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe Fifty. That's B L E A V. The number fifty five zero to receive your bonus. So they have basketball, football, baseball. Well, they had baseball postseason. Uh, NHL is getting cranked up. Obviously, the boxing odds there. There's some. There's some good props on the NBA. Like uh, Steph Curry, he has one with uh, MVP odds. That's that's a future. That's NBA championship futures as well. Warriors and Jazz um, are the are the favorites right now at plus twelve hundred and plus and plus fourteen hundred respectively. Uh, there's some odds. Uh, on how many 50 point games that Steph Curry's going to have and stuff like that, that you can, that you can get. So um, yeah, like I said, just use that promo code and, and, and you can uh, you can jump right in and, and start betting some stuff. So that's going to be fun. Uh, and it's going to be, it's a, uh, I think it's the Jake Paul, Tom, uh, you know, the Tyson Fury or Ty- Tommy Fury, is it Tyson Fury's brother. I, I don't know these names. I really don't. Jake <laughs> Paul versus Tommy Fury. Good lord, man! It's getting this boxing that's thing's
1: just—it's—it's
0: it's getting a little ridiculous. But uh, it's going to be Showtime pay-per-view. Um, I'm not buying it. I'll just watch the highlights. Uh, that's on yeah. December 18th in Tampa. So if you're in Tampa on December 18th and you're bored, go on. Do what you do. Um, so yeah, Israel. Uh, last week. Uh, Georgia, Missouri, no Connor Basilick, but uh, Missouri was able to have a little success on the ground. The final score obviously was 43 to mm-hmm. six. So um, it got out of hand pretty quick, but Missouri was able to have a little bit of success running the ball. To me, I just, I just equate it to just one of those games where the defense just wasn't, they just weren't fully locked in. It was a noon kick. They weren't o- tackling overly well, just, you know, nothing that I'm overly worried about. Like all of a sudden, teams are going to be able to start running on us. I don't think that's going to be the case. I just think it was one of those games where, like Missouri's the second to worst team in the in, in the division, um, probably the conference as well. And we just, I don't know, just one of those games.
1: I think it with no Connor Baslick. I think um, the dogs they thought that it would be. Simply a massacre. And, and it wasn't. Um, I think the back, both backup quarterbacks from Missouri did a really good job um, in that game of one control in the ground game. Um, I think they were able to keep us, keep the ball away from us for a little while there. Um, I think the I think it's the freshman is the one that started it all for sophomore, something like that. But he did a really good – he runs the ball hard. I uh-huh. think he, he's going to be really good for Missouri uh, moving forward. But I think the game plan was good that Missouri had. Um, it was run the ball you know, throw it just to keep to honest and keep the ball away from them as much as possible. Um, unfortunately, you know, our defense did step up um, and make some really big stops, but I mean, you know, it's hard to get mad at a defense that only gave up six points. It's hard to get mad at a defense that you know, gave up what, maybe 250, 250, you know, total yards or anything like that, but at the yeah. same time, in order to be elite, you know, you would hope that you know, you don't look past anybody and I think um, Kirby Smart said it. I think a lot of the players said it, too. They kind of looked past Missouri, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think that they will ever do that again. Uh, but like you said, there was nothing really, really glaring. You know, for me, watching the game was just a bunch of missed tackles. That was it. We just couldn't get them on the ground. We kind of arm tackle people, which is one thing we haven't done all year.
0: Yeah, just. Yeah, it was just kind of sloppy. Penalties as well, uh, I think, were, were a big part of it. And, and uh, you know, th- this is one of those games where you were hoping to put them away early, rest a few mm-hmm. guys uh, for this game, but it, it, it took a little bit more than that. Uh, ultimately, we were able to rest a few guys, but, um, you know, just it took a minute. But you know, I'm, I'm glad to see Jermaine Burton got involved. I'm glad to see mm-hmm. he's, he's kind of he's back. Uh, glad to see obviously Lad McConkey and Brock, you know, Brock Bowers doing their thing. The running game was on point again. Uh, just offensively, we were chewing up yards. I I, I really liked the game plan offensively. I thought we had a good mix of uh, vertical shots, uh, explosive runs, and had over 500 yards of total offense something, something yeah. stupid like that. And, uh, had a block pun in there. So special teams got involved. So I, mm-hmm. I thought the, I thought the game plan was good all around. I, 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 you know, if we've tackled better, uh, and, and maybe there was a couple drives that we, that we probably should have finished off with, with touchdowns. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm really kind of nitpicking here. So, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, you, you just, Try to poke holes in a forty-three to six win. Yeah,
1: the the all-around game uh, was very good. I give it an A minus simply because, in my like you said, penalties and missed tackles. Um, you know, it's it's all well and good against Missouri, but against a really good team, especially this weekend, that'll get you beat mm-hmm. um, if you don't tackle well or or you give them you know another chance uh, when you should put them away. But um, you know, we heard uh, <laughs> I said it uh, on Twitter. You know, somebody had a a, a button. Uh, hit the button prematurely, <laughs> and he was telling the uh, receiver to get off the ball. Yeah, um, and and I yeah. think the
0: receiver heard the message, and hopefully, sub- subsequently, got on or off the ball. So, um, yeah, yeah it, it it took him having to tell the whole stadium.
1: Yeah, what he wanted, which which was new to me because I didn't know that the side judge had a microphone as well, because uh,
0: those... it wasn't the it wasn't
1: the referee. No. the hat, side judge
0: the, the white hat was in the middle of the field
1: yeah so the sideline referee has a microphone as well and we heard it in the whole stadium which was awesome though you know um, you and I both know the things that we say you know and the headsets and things like that so
0: if they, um, they mic'd me up well, hey, they couldn't mic me up because it'd just be one long bleep. But, yeah. um, you know, if, if, if they if they ever mic me up, that would be interesting.
1: If they mic me up, I'd be meeting with uh Georgia, uh, Georgia standards, uh, people, uh, real soon. GHS standards, it's a part of the game, and um, you know, we we love it. You know, the internet loved it as well, and it just shows you. Little things, you know, and we I know you and as well as I preached our kids about little things, so he wanted the little things. It should have been touchdown, um, or if anything, it would have been fourth down and, we, and they could have gone for forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you back them up five yards, which makes the head coach think about it. So, um, you know, it's, it, little things like that will get you beat. But, you know, it just shows the passion. It just shows you what Kirby's doing. Coach Smart is doing a great job of making sure that those guys know the standard of Georgia football. Yeah, I mean, and you know, little things like that is 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 demoralizing to him. You know, to us, it's it's like ah, you know, it's five yards. But to him, that's that's demoralizing. You know, yeah, to those I, players, it's demoralizing. So I think that's the standard. Mm-hmm. You know that that he's putting in, into his football team, and I love it.
0: Yeah, and he said, "Own the standard." He keeps saying that. Own the standard. Mm-hmm. Own the standard. Own the standard. They don't play to the opponent; they play to a standard. That's the goal, mm-hmm. and and that, that's what I love. And and you know, I'm. I'm you know we're adopting that here at Hillwood um and and we're you know we're we're rewrite well we're writing what it, a lot of it's already in place but we're just putting it on paper and we're giving mm-hmm. it you know we're calling it the standard and we want our kids to really own it um and i you know I, I think it's good i think it's a good thing for them to have something that they can refer to and say hey are we owning this are we living this you know are mm-hmm. we going to hold each other accountable and i'm hoping that that that, that takes shape and I think it will, we'll lose a few, but we'll gain a few as well. So it, you know, it, it, it is what it is, but um, you know, I, uh, another quote from, you know, if you watch Kirby smart, all access or uh, you know, the, those type things um, there was another one he said where he, he was talking about elite people don't get bored. Yes. I love that quote. Mm-hmm. I love that quote because they're always, they're always trying to, perfect their craft they're always on to something mm-hmm. so that's uh that's outstanding
1: yes if you want to be elite, you're never satisfied um I'm actually right now revamping my offenses right now mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm I'm never one to think that I know everything I watch Todd Muton every week I watch um Lane Kiffin every week I watch Josh Hypel every week um I'm, I'm watching guys that that are very offensive minded guys are trying mm-hmm. to pick pick up little things you know as I'm watching so I'll never be you know too above the game to even watch somebody else. Um, so I want to be elite and you're not going to be elite if you can, if you're, if you're complacent.
0: Yeah. you, so. you you've got to figure out what your identity is. You got to figure out what connects with the kids as well. And you got to strive to find mm-hmm. that. And I'd I'd do the same stuff, but uh, before we move on to our preview, Israel. And speaking of watching other offenses, I also sometimes try to peek in on what Jeff Brom's doing up there at Purdue because I and and Wake Forest are oh. two of my favorite non-SEC offenses to watch. Holy cow! Mm. There was a there was a play I shared it on Twitter. Um, there was a play in the Purdue game. Um, they they they're the spoiler makers. Um, they. <laughs> They had a. It was a jet reverse flea flicker screen. Mm-hmm. You follow me? Mm-hmm. So jet sweep. So all the linemen are going to the left. Reverse, but all the linemen keep going to the left because they're pulling. Mm-hmm. Flea flicker, flick it back to the quarterback, and then throw it out there to the jet sweep guy for a screen. Mm-hmm. So he's standing behind five blockers. Well, everybody's taking the cheese on the reverse. Mm-hmm. So there's like five blockers for two. There's like five offensive linemen for two DBs out there.
1: You know what that play reminded me of? You ever watched Little Giants? Yep. The annexation of Puerto Rico. Yep. Mm-hmm. Except if, they actually, they, it was a Pumbaruski on that one. Yeah.
0: Well, what if you found out that they actually called it the annexation of Puerto Rico?
1: You know, I, I had a play. Mm-hmm. I have a trick play. That is called Annex Station in Puerto Rico. I haven't used it yet, but
0: so I won't ask you what it is. I'll ask you off, off here, but uh, I'll, I'll
1: I'll actually I'll tell you exactly when I run it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is awesome! Um, so what uh what. You know what stood out to me in that Purdue game is just how explosive they are, um, and how creative they are. Uh, Wake Forest as well, I, obviously. Fourth quarter was not their friend, but I thought they played really well. That was a that was a fun game to watch and, and, and peek in on. Was the UNC Wake Forest game? Um, obviously, uh, UNC winning in uh, at, towards the end. There, Sam Hartman just had just fell apart uh, essentially mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter, um, but other than that, played brilliantly. Ty Chandler. Glad he's at UNC and not at not at Tennessee. Um, he went off, had rushed for like four touchdowns and over two hundred yep. yards. Um, that was uh, that was exciting to watch. But that, this is finally the North Carolina team that we were all hoping for and expecting.
1: Yeah, and right now they're not the North Carolina that we saw last week. But it just goes to show that Pittsburgh is really good this year. Mm-hmm. No they're doubt. a really good football team.
0: No doubt. And then Alabama, like what, like, I'm trying to figure out like how, how that happened. Now I
1: understand they are one, they're one time out away from losing. Y- yes, they are. That was one, literally one time out away from losing it, that ball game.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was uh, baffling. Um, I'm not really yeah. sure. Like,
1: but they still went over three. What? What they had like four hundred something offensive yards, something like that, at home mm-hmm. against LSU. Right. And but I said it last They're week. Finishing. LSU's defense is gonna play. They're gonna play ball. That's
0: their Super Bowl. I don't care how how much they hate O, how much they've given up on him, all that good stuff. Yeah. That's their Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And they played like it. You, you knew they were going to play hard for that game. It doesn't matter who's the coach. It could be I could be the coach at, at LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to play hard for against Alabama, and that's just that's just Auburn, the way it Auburn's is. Auburn's
1: going to be Auburn's going to be Alabama and Iron Bowl. I'm calling it right now. Just from watching them in mm-hmm. the last couple of games, and just watching what LSU was able to do to them after what Auburn did to LSU. Yeah, I, I like. uh I like Auburn in the Iron Bowl. You're, I'm gonna hold that one in my pocket, but I, mm-hmm. I like them just just from watching. You know, you know how you watch games that mm-hmm. previews of of what's going on and things like that. The fact that LSU held Alabama to 20 points, but they were beating them 14 to zero going into halftime without them screwing up and mm-hmm. it being what 14 14 halftime, some of like that. Yeah, um, it just goes to show that. Alabama, your 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 time's coming again. The clock's ticking.
0: Clock is ticking. Um, hopefully, yeah, I would love to get my shot at Alabama. It'd just just get that monkey off our back and and win the <laughs> win the conference, beat Alabama, so that everybody can say you finally beat Alabama. I don't care how bad they are; they're Alabama. Um, it, I, only Bill O'Brien could could get four hundred yards of total offense and only score twenty points.
1: Yeah, it sounds about I just, right. It sounds just,
0: like my offense this year. Yeah, it uh, well, yeah. It sounds worse than ours. So we, we, were, we were pretty bad. Um, but uh yeah, so um Dan Mullen, Florida. Mm. ooh, brutal. Mm. They now South Carolina talent wise is the second worst team in the conference. They have no
1: nobody. They're going to be real good real soon. Though, mm-hmm. They are playing hard.
0: They play hard. They play physical. Their defense gets flat after. I love their defensive line. They get mm-hmm. after it. Um, and that play with Josh van did you, did you watch the video that South Carolina mm-hmm. sent out where all the mm-hmm. things he could do in the end zone? That was freaking <laughs> hilarious. Um, but uh, out goes Todd Grantham. Out goes John Hevesy. Uh, in, in steps in Christian Robinson.
1: I know I'm excited for my boy Christian, man. That that um that that that's a big deal. Um, should yes. be, I think I'm 33 now, so that makes him 32, 31. Um, mm-hmm. Power Five school, Florida. You you getting the chance to you know put a game plan together. You know, call the defense yourself. You know, this going into the, the bowl game as well. This is you know, like, that's a huge deal. That 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 is a very huge deal, and I'm excited for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a lot of guys, um, you know, and I tweeted this out the other day. You did as well. Um, of guys who graduated from Georgia, um, especially football players who, who are now coaching. Um, you got the Edwards brothers, you know, Christian, mm-hmm. myself, um, Justin Scott, Wesley, uh, J Rome, uh, Tavares King as well. Um, Yeah, I
0: didn't realize he was a coach. You know, Where's he? Yeah. Coaching? Mark
1: Dees. Um, he's somewhere up north. I'm not exactly sure what school. Um, you know, uh, Dawson. Uh, Dawson, what's his first person? Josh Dawson
0: yeah. um,
1: is coaching now. Um, you know, so there. There are so many of us, you know, that that are in the coaching profession now, um, and it's huge to have somebody at that level right now that's doing such great things and having the the opportunity um, to actually go and show what he's learned um, and everything like that. So, congratulations, Christian, on that.
0: Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. Representing all of us really, really well. Um, I'm not sure where I count in this count, but uh, like I said, I wasn't a player, but um, I was still in the program. So I yeah. I guess I'm like half credit, maybe.
1: I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, but this also, I want to say this as well, you know, it was Mark Rick Appreciation Day as well. Yes, that was um, awesome. It- it goes to show you, um, and you, and you were there, you worked there with, with Coach Rick. And mm-hmm. It just goes to show you the the values and things that he instilled in all of us who did become coaches, because we all hold the same values that, that he instilled in us, you know, becoming a great human being first. Yes. Um, becoming a student of the game, and then, you know, football take care of itself. Um, being a great father, being a great man, you know, things like that. So all the things that we instill in our players right now, that, that has helped us get as far as we've all come. Um, right now. So coach Rick, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed seeing that on Saturday.
0: That, that was, uh, there were some onions in the room, uh, for sure.
1: Yeah. My when, eyes started uh, when, sweating just a little bit.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Mine too. Um, yeah, like I said, those, those onions, man, they're, they're crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I was uh, I was very appreciative of of what he did uh, for the program. You know, obviously the work environment around the office was awesome. Uh, you know, I, one of my favorites was Coach Fab. Loved him, Coach Garner, uh, who's at Tennessee now. But um, love Coach G, love Coach Fab. Coach Fab was really one of the few that legitimately asked for my opinion on some on some kids that that had sent film in, and you know what did I think? And you know he was, you know he saw he sought me out for that. Um, mm-hmm. and that was, uh, you know, I, I was a, you know, 21 year old, 20 year, 20, 21 year old kid that really, I mean, I, I knew stuff obviously cause my dad was a coach and, you know, I, I knew it a little bit deeper than, than most, but still like, I didn't know, I didn't know things to that level. And I, I didn't know exactly what they were looking for exactly. And I kind of gave my opinion and, you know, we ended up signing with it. We ended up signing the kid. His name was Will Ely. So, um, I, I don't know if I was the tiebreaker or anything. Uh, he, he was pretty talented, so I don't think he needed my help to get in. But um, that was, uh, yeah, that was one of those things where you know there was a couple of ECI. There was I think I think a trio of ECI guys that we were signing in that particular class. So mm-hmm. um, that was uh, that was interesting. And then you know just just the whole recruiting experience. That was a that was a neat side of it you know, and, you know, not playing, not actually playing college football. That was probably the next best thing that I could have done. So, Mm -hmm. and thanks to coach G coach Rick for, for making that happen. So wouldn't be here.
1: Nope.
0: Wouldn't be here today.
1: We'd be doing doing something different, but but we love what we do.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I might still be coaching, but I, I don't know that I don't know that I'm here talking about it right now. I don't know that I'm talking about it to the level of, of that. I don't know that I would have fully appreciated Coach Rick like, like I do um, mm-hmm. just knowing the, the 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 inner parts of it I, I, I'm, I may have fallen into the, the a similar trap to some of our fans that don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, it's Coach Rick is taking them to the taking y'all to the uh Ramsey Center and going off the high dive instead of practicing. And I uh, I've never understood uh, where have, that.
1: Where I have where I have to tweet about you.
0: Yeah. I, I yeah, you you would be tweeting about me, right? You and I'd probably <laughs> be getting in Twitter wars. Might be fun. I might get into a Twitter war with you anyway, but um just just to just to liven things up. No, I'm just kidding. But uh <laughs> Tennessee week, man. Um I uh been to the been to Knoxville a few times. Uh, my last visit to Knoxville was not necessarily a pleasant one. That was the Lane Kiffin uh bootleg game. Um I think you had a front row seat to that one, right?
1: Was that what year was that? It
0: was oh nine. Yes. That one, that was, that was that was so brutal. That was a brutal one. Um, if I'm being honest, that was that was uh, uh, man. I, I walked away from that one just. Whew. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna go enjoy the strip. I don't care, and <laughs> whatever. Um, but that that was that was terrible. But um, that was my last time in Knoxville. I'm not going to Knoxville, but this is. Uh, it's actually a. Eastern kick uh, on CBS, uh, Georgia, Tennessee. Going to be a fun one. Tennessee, you know, at the beginning of the season, you know, we circled this game as, okay, this is going to be our last kind of like tune-up for the SEC championship. Um, Not knowing what Tennessee would become, knowing that they would have the potential to become this in a couple of years, but for not having any depth and a lot of injuries and playing a style that's not conducive to... Having good defense, they are doing a lot of good things. They found a great quarterback in Hendon Hooker. Uh, they mm-hmm. have, they have found a balanced attack in the run game with Jabari Small and Tyon Evans. Who Tyon Evans is <laughs> is banged up. Uh, I don't know what his availability is going to be officially, but uh, tune into the Believe in Tennessee podcast. You'll get all of that information. But um, you know, just at first glance, with this Tennessee team, they're explosive vertically mm-hmm. downfield. Uh, they get the ball out quick. They do a lot of great things. They put a lot of pressure on 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 the defense. Uh, you know, it, it's gonna. I might lose my dog card here, but uh, but I, I enjoy watching Tennessee play. Uh, just with their style of play, it's it's, it's fun. Um, I love I love
1: watching them play. I love I love I love the tempo. Um, I think Adari from um, SEC Networks they that they ran forty two plays. Or something like that last week, and scored forty-five points.
0: It was like fourteen minutes of possession and scored forty-five yeah. points. I'm like, good gosh! How
1: and you- the first, the first fourteen points were, I think they were only ran five plays altogether. Um, yeah, they scored points. on the very first play against Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, just, just the the tempo in which they play, um, offensively. Let's let's just talk about them offensively. Offensively, I, I think. Uh, Hooker's done a great job for them. I think he was the answer that they needed. Yes. Um, a physical kid that can throw the ball down the field. Um, he, he's reading defenses very well, even though they're playing at a, at a high tempo. Um, he's doing a great job reading defenses, which is number one in running a high tempo defense. That means he knows what he knows what to do. He knows where his guy should be at, and he's executed. Yeah. Um, and right now, you know, we haven't really played anybody that plays with tempo outside of Arkansas. So mm-hmm. for us right now, can we get the calls in fast? Um, you know, can we line up? Can we match up? And like me and you were talking about earlier, can we play, can we stop them in base defense? Yes. Um, obviously we're gonna be, I think, I think I think we're gonna play three down, um, you know, kinda of, kind of a three four kind of look. Um, but can we beat them? And whatever our base defense is, which I know we're multiple, but just com- just looking at what we got um, defensively. But can we stop them in our base defense? Whatever our base defense is, can we line up in every single play and stop them? And that's what's going to win the football game.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And, and what, what I really like about how we've prepared for them was spring, summer, you know, and, and by week, and, and maybe even throughout the course of the season, they have a period or two dedicated to tempo. Because they're mm-hmm. treating they're treating it like the tri- they're treating it like that Georgia Tech triple option. It's so mm-hmm. it's so far down the spectrum that you have to have specialty training on that um, mm-hmm. to, to to be able to do it. Because your scout team has got to be able to communicate plays. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's almost like you're installing an offense to those scout teamers. And and honestly, it's really not about stopping specific plays with specific looks. It's about understanding being gap sound and, and, and getting in your base defense and covering all the gaps quickly. So, exactly. so essentially you could run your own stuff in practice, mm-hmm. but just at a, just at a blazing p- pace just to get yes. those guys lined up. Cause that that's about three quarters of the battle. You get guys lined up, you know, there's nothing complex with, with the tempo offense. It can't be. Yeah. Because you're moving they're too not. fast. And they're so, going to line
1: up in doubles or they're going to line up in the same formation they were already in. They might motion a little bit, but other than that, I mean, it's just the point of you being able to line up to and match their personnel of yeah. what they have on the field.
0: And occasionally they'll jet sweep and r- run some fancy perimeter screens out of that, but you got to be able to tackle in space. You got to be able to get lined up. And at some point you've got to be able to just get them behind the sticks. Mm -hmm. penalties you know when they do run the ball you know shutting down their run game whatever you got to do up front to make that happen which to me i would i would shift those those ends into four eyes or even threes and allow our linebackers to play c gap um Mm -hmm. you know i i really like that kind of style of defense that's kind of what you know i i think that works with our guys you know we control A and the B gaps with the down guys and then the linebackers Mm -hmm. can go go inside out and scrape to the C gap, get it all covered and then on the perimeter let those guys do their thing.
1: Um, I've noticed one thing about our defense. If you run right at us, you have a little bit of success. Missouri Mm -hmm. kind of exposes just a little bit but like I said, it was one of those games where we kind of looked past Missouri but at the same time, I think they showed some things that can get us beat as well. If you run right at us because Auburn did it, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you run right at us, you know, like Florida you said, like you, said, you 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 put those guys in four eyes and to kind of pinch everything, let our guys scrape over the top. Yeah. Well, if running inside is not going to work, you know, when you do that against nine hundred pounds of sitting there waiting on you. Yeah, um, exactly. And then with the linebacker depth and the speed that we have outside, that works out perfectly. But when you put them in fives and you go five oh five or you go anything else where those guys aren't pinching or anything and you run right at us, you have success. So yeah. and, um, and also Running think- zone, <laughs> running zone against that is easy, easy money.
0: Yeah. That I, I hope they just run inside <laughs> zone against that. Um, but also I think, you know, we, we leave ourselves. And, and this is part of teams using our aggressiveness against us. Like one way to stop twists one way to beat twists is to run right at it because if mm-hmm. we're, if we're moving laterally and you come straight, straight ahead and, and, and hit us in the mouth, like just You're gonna run right into it, just simple physics. Like it's going to, you know, unless somebody has a bust, like if, if you pick it all up, man, you can, you can create some nice running, uh, running lanes in there uh, mm-hmm. with, with us twisting and stunning and whatever. Um, we're probably going to have to not move as much, um, I do like the pre snap shifts and I do like mm-hmm. shooting gaps, but these big elaborate twists, I just don't think with the speed in which they get the ball out and some of the, the straight ahead running, I just don't think we're going to be able to do a lot of that this week. But
1: yeah, they're, they're going to take that away. Um, you know, the, the, the one thing that you and I know as well what makes the defense frustrated the most when you just line up and play football? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what Tennessee's doing to a lot of teams. That's what it did to Kentucky. They lined up and made them play football, um, yeah. and then that resulted in 45 points. And Tennessee 40 couldn't two handle plays. it. I mean, it was chunk
0: <laughs> play after chunk play after chunk play. I mean, they were just you know, they were just eating it up, it, man. I think it was – The
1: Alabama game, the Alabama game with, without a couple of turnovers that Tennessee made, I mm-hmm. think they beat Alabama, you know, because what they do, they lined up and made Alabama play football. Mm-hmm. What does what do teams not? What do defense coordinators hate when you line up not and play, play football. football? When you run right at them, and they can't blitz and they can't disguise coverages and things like that, you they, you just let them play football, and that's how Tennessee's playing right now, and I love it. Yep,
0: exactly. Eleven on eleven Oklahoma drill,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there you go. And 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 that's that's what I appreciate about Tennessee. Like there, there's no there's no like finesse or fanciness to it. It's, I mean, obviously it's people will say, well, tempo, it's finesse. And, but no, you're, you're just lining up fast, trying to get you out of position and and, and let's mm-hmm. let's just freaking get downhill and hit you in the mouth. But, um, you know, offensively uh, to beat this Tennessee defense, I, I, I think, you know, again, just got to take advantage of their lack of depth. I mean, I, I think when yeah. you have the running backs that we have, we can control the ball a little bit. Uh, when you have guys that uh, can can eat up yards in the passing game, like our tight ends and and Lad McConkey and Jermaine Burton, you know you get a few back breaking runs and take a few shots over the top. Now Tennessee's getting a little bit desperate, and and maybe mm-hmm. you kind of dictate what they have to do because if Tennessee can dictate the pace of the game and 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 the flow of the game and what plays are going to be called, I, I think you're I think you're going to get yourself in trouble. Kentucky yeah. want that to happen, and they ended up losing. If Georgia can kind of dictate what Tennessee has to do to stay in the game, I mean Georgia's going to cover this twenty point spread pretty easily.
1: Yeah, you got to understand something too. You're playing at Rocky Top, prime time. Mm-hmm. Um, people have the the faith in in Rocky Top, and Tennessee is is absolutely blooming right now. You know it. You know it better than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're in Tennessee. Um, Peyton Manning, who has not talked about Tennessee football in forever, is actually now talking about Tennessee football. Um, So there's there's a lot of of buzz. Yeah, there's a lot of buzz um, going on in Tennessee. So this is what you have to worry about. You have to worry about the 105,000 people who are going to be at this football game. Yeah, You have to worry about hearing Rocky Top forever. Mm -hmm. When you get off the bus, well, actually, when you load the plane, when you get off the plane, when you get off the bus, when you load the bus again, the police are gonna be playing Rocky Top. Everybody's gonna to be playing Rocky Top when you get to the stadium, get to the hotel. Um, so all that all that that factor. So now we gotta block that out. And like Kirby said, you gotta be elite. So what what kind of team mm-hmm. are you gonna be on on Saturday at three thirty? You're either um, lead or you're
0: not. And and you have and to you worry about
1: the field, the field. The field think about this, yeah. the field is always, excuse my language, shitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when we play Tennessee. Um, somebody's yeah. always getting hurt. Always. You know, mm-hmm. so you got to take that into account. You got to worry about golf balls. Um, mustard, mustard bottles. Mustard bottles, you know, all those things during this, this matchup with Tennessee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I can't, you know, uh, Tennessee is always a great game for us um, when we play them. So it's going to be a really good game.
0: Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, Tennessee is just really kind of, I mean, they've 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 advanced faster than I ever thought they were. Um, just given how they many had. people they lost in the in the transfer portal and things like that. So this ought to be interesting. They're playing
1: hard. They're playing okay. really. Hard. They're kind of like Sam Pittman. Mm-hmm. You know, they just kind of needed some new blood at the time. And and mm-hmm. right now, um, Tennessee believes. I think Josh apple has got them moving. Um, yeah. He's got them believing. Um, they, just, so, they just
0: needed somebody aggressive that wasn't scared to put the pedal on the on the on the on the floor. Yeah. You know. you, Jeremy Pruitt was a ground and pound. Let's play defense and let's win 17 to three. Let's win 17 to 10 or 10 to three or whatever. Uh,
1: The old Nick Saban way of winning football games. Which Nick Saban even got out of that.
0: Yeah. Butch Jones was just a, he was a cheese wiener. He was just a walking cliche. He was, he's just a huge car salesman. He was, yeah. yeah. Uh, Derek Dooley was in over his head and Lane Kiffin was only there for a year so we don't know what he would have done what kind of impact he would have had um but uh you know i think they finally got the guy that's right for for that position but it ought to be fun uh they're 20 point favorites you'll hear my fa- you'll hear my uh final verdict here in this next segment israel you know what time Making it is picks. man <laughs> the picks man let's make those picks so uh we're going to start out actually um on my spreadsheet, I looked at it. I'm like, wait a minute, Pitt's not playing Tennessee.
1: They're playing right now.
0: They're playing right now, actually. Um, mm-hmm. how different would that game have been if Hooker was a starter? Mm. That'd been good. That would have been really good. Uh yeah, Hidden Hooker yeah. versus Kenny Pickett. Now oh, that's yeah. a game right there, man. <laughs> All right. Um, New Mexico State comes into Tuscaloosa. This this is not a joke. The spread is 51 and a half in favor of I'm not Obama.
1: buying it. Mm-mm.
0: taking New Mexico State.
1: I'm taking New Mexico State to cover this.
0: Wait, hold on. I got I gotta I gotta recap our week, first of all. Um, Israel, you were three and seven last week.
1: Oh, I know. Sparty let me
0: down a lot. Sparty let you a down. West, West Virginia let you down. Florida let us all down. Bama let us all down. Uh, Arkansas let you down. Um, Liberty let you down. And Georgia let us all down by not covering. Um, So, yeah. They really. That's my
1: first loss of the week. That's my first loss.
0: Yeah. Um, and whoever oh. Alex is on the spreadsheet, he had UJ by a hundred. So that that didn't, that didn't help <laughs> up either. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that Alabama is just too vanilla right now to score 51 points by themselves. So um, I'm taking Mexico state as well. Um, the next one is really, really interesting. Um, you're already by, you've already bought some stock Auburn on the Plains hosting Mississippi state five and a half point favorites there, Mississippi state, uh, digging through the student body to find them a kicker. I don't know how that tryout went. They had about forty people that they were uh, <laughs> were picking from. I don't know how that shake uh, shook out. But how do you see this one, man? I, this was this was an interesting interesting one for me.
1: Um, Bo Nix. Yeah. Bo Hol- Nix is going to determine if Auburn. I'm I'm going to take Auburn simply because I like Auburn's defense. But
0: home home Bo Hol- Nix Hol- has two.
1: got to play better.
0: You got home, he Bo, so better. it's a little bit better. Yeah, he was uh, doing
1: so well. I told you he was going to fold. He was doing so well for those first those couple three, two three yeah, games.
0: You were you were right. You and were then right. last
1: week, uh, he just he he went back to bow.
0: He went back to road bow. Road Bo is not good bow. I was the only one that that got burned on that one last week. Should have known. Um, had too much faith in that defense. <laughs> they they almost they almost came through for me, uh, so, but I am picking number two. And I think uh, I think the home crowd, uh, home bow, uh, that running game and that defense, I think is going to carry them. Uh, mm-hmm. Georgia minus twenty on the road at Rocky Top. That's a very very big spread. It's a scary spread. But to me, I mean, yeah, I know Georgia didn't cover last week, but they've covered most of the spread. So until they start consistently not covering spreads. I'm just going to take the dogs
1: what was the cover last week
0: it was I think it ended up being a 40 point spread
1: damn and this was a 20 point spread yep I'm taking the dogs in this one I think we can beat them by 20 it might be 50 to 30 but uh, I I think we can cover this one
0: yeah I, I I do too um, this one's an even line pick them South Carolina at Missouri.
1: I'm taking South Carolina.
0: Yeah, I too. I, I've bought, I'm buying, especially in this game, not necessarily, in it, not necessarily in other games, but I'm buying stock in the South Carolina here. This is, they're playing their, you know, what's off. They're playing their asses mm-hmm. off. Sorry, Courtney. Um, Kentucky at Vanderbilt, Kentucky minus 21, uh, on the road here, Nashville. um, it's a get well game for Kentucky. Vanderbilt is just let's just be honest about it; they're pitiful.
1: Mm, they they're are playing the some pretty, I'm not. I can't do it. I think Kentucky's going to turn the ball over. But yeah, well, I'm going to take Kentucky been, there.
0: Yeah, they, I'm going to take
1: been, Kentucky in this they, one there.
0: They, they have been known to do that, but I just don't think Vanderbilt can take advantage of it.
1: Yeah, I think I think uh, Kentucky has a little bit after show after what they showed last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kentucky has a little bit more firepower. Um, I think they've overcome it. So I'm going to take Kentucky in this one.
0: Yeah, I am too. All right. A&M at Ole Miss. This one's a a really hard one too. A&M is two and a half point favorites. It may not be be difficult for you, but uh, Matt Corral is a little bit more healthy. I I, I said it last night um, and I said it on a legal motion as well. If they can figure out a way to keep Matt Corral from having to run the ball, if they can function without him having to run the ball, Mm they're going to be in really, really good shape. If, they, if he has to run the ball, he's going to get beat up, and A&M's going to win this game. But they have to do things that's going to keep a and defensive line on the move and off balance. If they can do that, they're going to neutralize them. And again, the strategy against a good, fast, moving defensive line. When I say fast and moving, those are two separate adjectives. They're fast and they move (laughs) around a lot. Um, You run right at them, Mm -hmm. and and I think Ole Miss is going to be able to do that a little bit. So I'm, I'm taking ultimately, I'm taking Ole Miss uh, in this one. Uh, Mostly, it's just the home team bump. I I think the home atmosphere first. First, true, true road test for Zach Calzada.
1: I'm going to go with Ole Miss as well. I think they have a little bit – a few more weapons than Texas A&M. Um, I think they're going to come up with a with a key stop at some point. I think he's going to make a mistake mm-hmm. um, on the road. Um, you know, Lane Kiff has got something up his sleeve. Um, no matter how bad Ole Miss' defense is, they they do tend to make key stops, you know, at mm-hmm. some point in the game, which which turns the momentum over into the, the Ole Miss favorite. So, we're going to take Ole Miss – in um, this one, even though I'm, I'm kind of skeptical of doing it, simply because Texas A&M is playing some really good football right now, but I think um, somebody's going to mess up on Saturday, and I think yeah, it's going to be Texas
0: a and I, I think I think A&M took advantage of of what Bo Nix has to offer on the road, and that's bad. Bo, uh, Ole Miss is actually good at getting after the quarterback. they they their best stat defensively is sacks. So mm-hmm. they give up a lot of yards, they bend up break, but they do they do have some uh, crucial sacks. Um, Arkansas at LSU, Arkansas is two and a half point road favorites at LSU. LSU's coming off their Super Bowl. they're banged up. I mean, they could barely practice. Um, but of course, mm-hmm. interim ed is the best ed. But I like which Arkansas is, ultimately.
1: Which is still, uh, I, I don't, I don't understand that whole move, knowing that he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, you still having the coach, but hey, that's neither here nor there. Um, but I'm taking Arkansas. Are they playing this in Dallas?
0: They are not. They're playing it at LSU.
1: At LSU. Yeah. Okay. So definitely taking Arkansas in this one.
0: Yeah. Um. TCU did it right uh, with with their coach. Like they moved on from Gary Patterson. Gary Patterson was like had the clamps down on the offense just because he was scared that I don't know. He was just scared of having explosive offense because he felt like his defense would get tired. And what does Jerry yeah. Kill do? He goes, "Yeah, we're gonna put the pedal. We're gonna we're, we're gonna you know we're we're just gonna go. We're we're gonna go. I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't care." He honestly didn't care if they won or lost. He he was going to, he was going to go a mile a minute on offense, and they put up almost 600 yards of total offense. Uh, Chandler Moore's had a tremendous game there. So if if you really want to know how to balance balance the two, watch TCU. They finally have an explosive offense. They're pretty dangerous, but we are not believing Big Twelve football or believe in Georgia dogs. But we are going outside the conference here with these next picks. NC State at Wake Forest, ACC game of the week. Uh, pretty much a pick them, but Wake is favored at home at one and a half. This Wake team is exciting.
1: Yes, I'm taking Wake all day. Um, I actually like Wake by more than – what is it, two points you said? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like them by more than two points simply because I think they felt like um, – they should well. They should, in my opinion, beat UNC last mm-hmm. week. So I think they're going to take that game and get back to the Wake Forest. I think they. I think they look past UNC. Yeah, um, it wasn't a conference game, so I think I think they look past them, which still bothers me that they're ACC schools but not a conference game. I don't know that, how that not works, div- but,
0: yeah, I don't know. That was weird.
1: Yeah, like it doesn't count, which is weird. But anyway. Um, I I think they're going to get back to the old Wake Forest. And I think they're going to put a whipping on NC State. Although NC State is playing good football, I think Wake Forest has a point to prove because they're still trying to get into the playoff and in the Mm -hmm. AC championship game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And they very well could get in there. Another team that I wish they were doing a little bit better, but as an institution, maybe not. But uh, Oklahoma – comes in uh, five and a half point favorites at Baylor Baylor's playing some really good football under Dave Aranda. Uh, they're explosive as well. Uh, don't take that loss to TCU to mean that, you know, they're any worse off for where they were a couple, they were a bad call away, uh, in that game mm-hmm. from winning it at TCU. They were just as explosive offensively as TCU was, uh, defensively, they made some key stops, just not enough, uh, in the fourth quarter, uh, the best way to describe this Oklahoma team, Israel, and, and feel free to feel free to correct me if I, if there's just something I'm not seeing, but they're soft.
1: Yeah, they're they're, they're soft. very opportunistic. They're a soft opportunistic team.
0: They're um, soft.
1: Kansas should have beat them
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, if, if if really if we're going to be real, Kansas should have beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I think Baylor has a has a bad taste in the mouth because if they beat Oklahoma, it is a pretty much smooth path to the Big Twelve Championship, which also means that they could possibly have a seat into the playoff. Possibly, mm-hmm. I didn't say it was, but it's a possibility it's, if they win out. A little
0: harder with two losses, but um,
1: you're a little bit closer to to the table this time. Yeah, um, but you know, I. I I'm gonna go with Baylor simply because I I, I love Dave I love Dave Rand. Um I love what Baylor's doing right now considering everything that's happened with them. I think he's come in and done a good job of keeping them together. Um, but I also don't think Oklahoma's played the type of defense that they're gonna see from Dave Rand as well.
0: Yeah, D- um, Dave, TCU Dave
1: took Randa. TCU took advantage of them simply because they were looking ahead to, to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. I feel like, just from watching that yeah. game.
0: And, and TCU had a lot of pent up like energy as far as offense offensive production goes. <laughs> it just it just it just happened to be TCU's week, man. That's just that's just simply yeah. put. TCU is as good as Baylor. Um, they just haven't proven it up to this point under Gary Patterson. And that's probably why Gary Patterson is no longer the head coach of the Horn Frogs. So um yeah. Bo Davis, Steve Sarkeesian, and the Texas Longhorns, they host Kansas. Um they host those MFers. Um, <laughs> and uh Texas is thirty and a half point favorites. Again, to me, I don't know. If I'm a Texas dude, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm
1: taking Kansas. I don't I don't think they beat Kansas by thirty.
0: I, I think this is a get well game. I, I think there's gonna be some guys in that locker room that are that are tired of tired of this. I, it this is this is time for B. John Robinson to step up. This is time for, for uh, for the quarterback uh, Thompson, whatever his first name and is, I, and I, I think it's time for him to stand up.
1: I completely agree, but we all know about the third quarter with like five minutes left in the fourth quarter, something happens, and you know I don't know. We all heard the bus uh, deal, yeah. Uh, which, by the way. If anybody's upset with what that coach said on the bus and you're not a true, one, football fan and you've never played football and you should probably sit down because Mm -hmm. everything he said on that bus is absolutely true. You're laughing and giggling after a loss like you don't care. And the fact that the kid, whoever recorded it and put it out, I don't know what was it maliciously or was it to prove a point that hey these guys are trying to you know help us you know yeah. but how I looked at it was I think Steve Sarkisian is doing a good job that's yeah, how he t- he's got coaches that give that give a mm-hmm. crap about what their what their players are doing mm-hmm. and I think Texas is moving in the right direction that's what it showed me.
0: My only gripe, Israel, is that it wasn't a player that stood up and did that.
1: Yes, we we all yes. Yes, yes, as a coach, you know, the, the, that's what that's what I tell my kids all the time about Georgia right now and Alabama right now. Those teams are player led. So, coaches all they're doing is calling plays and actually coaching. They don't have to worry about anything else.
0: You think Kirby is yelling as much as he did uh previous years? Not a chance.
1: Right? Oh, he's yelling.
0: But not as much.
1: Not not on not about little stuff.
0: Yeah. Like like I like to me it just it just seems like he's I don't know I don't know if relax is the right word,
1: but he just seems yeah. like he's he, coaching football now.
0: Yeah. Because he's got Nicobe Dean and Nolan Smith and mm-hmm. Zamir White and and those guys, Jamari Sawyer, those guys really kind of laying down the law of all the other stuff. Whereas in years past, that might not be as true. Um he's a little bit less frantic and he's a little bit more focused because he can be. Yeah. But uh, but our last game, the Spoiler Makers travel to Columbus <laughs> to take on the Buckeyes at the Shoe. Buckeyes, 20-point favorites. Um, I'm in not the sh- buying that. In nope, the Shoe. nope, nope,
1: nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Can't yeah, do it.
0: That's a great pick. I- I'm taking Purdue mm-hmm. in this one, too, as well. Um,
1: Purdue has been up, knocking man? down everybody. They have knocked down number two and number three. And they are currently knocking on the door of what number four now. So they're about to knock off everybody.
0: Please make this happen. This happened a few years ago. They beat
1: the bricks yes, off
0: Ohio State. I think they might have a chance to do it again. Um, I think they're going to sneak Rondell Moore into the game too. By the way, just so you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's that's our picks, man. Um, that's going to do it for our picks. That's going to do it for our show. Our timer's gone off. Um, so we 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 hit the over again. We're, we're like that. If you had props on our show, um, we'd be like that national anthem prop for the super bowl. Like always take the over. Gonna go
1: over. Yeah. Always take the over.
0: i always take the over. Um, yeah. if you, if you're timing our show, always take the over. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got some big news uh, also to share before, uh, before we get out of here. Um, you're looking at the new host, um, number two of our of our new trio, because uh, we're going to welcome Vinnie Hardy in as well. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a trio on Beast of the East, uh, right here on the Believe Podcast Network, and over uh, on Willis Digital Media on, on the video side. It's going to be a live stream, so we're going to get to interact with with people in a live chat. Israel, you got to you got to so. behave now.
1: No, nah, I can't do it. <laughs> nah.
0: Yeah. No, it's it it's it's all fun, man. But uh Vinny Hardy's gonna join us as well. Um, so it's gonna be a three headed monster. Um and uh you know.
1: I'm gonna be the main version of uh Paul Feinbomb. I'm gonna to say the things that he can't say.
0: You should. You should be his evil team. alter ego. <laughs> there you go. That's a good that's a good persona. Um, but uh it'll be cocktail driven as well. So um Typically Love it. SEC after dark, we, we typically, uh, we typically enjoy cocktails, so we're going to do much of the same on beast of the East. So, uh, I think Vinny's going to be able to do it, um, as well. So I think that's going to be exciting. We, we, we got some, uh, got, got some revamped, uh, stuff for y'all on, on, on that show. So that'll be a lot of fun, uh, as well. So that's a, that's a new addition on that side of it. So you'll get to catch Israel in more than one spot. Now Israel's Israel's starting to, uh, he's starting to become multimedia, uh, giant here he's gonna before hey, you know it he's gonna be on six podcasts he's gonna be everywhere
1: i'm just a regular dude trying to make it in the world
0: yep that's right i'm just uh i'm just a. Uh, am just a middle hey, trying just, to get into the ocean here
1: hey i just really follow your lead you know you make you call me and i'm like hell yeah let's do it so i mean it's it's really the man with the plan is actually cory burton you know i'm just i'm just here <laughs> this show well, would be nothing without cory burton i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna be honest with with Corey and Courtney and everybody behind the scenes, my face is just here. They're the computer whizzes, they put all this stuff together. Um, you know, I I really just watch film and, and bring my my uh analytics to it. So without those people behind the scenes and Corey, you know, coming over with everything, this show would not be possible. So um it's not me by any means. It's it's everybody else. So um, yeah. Thank you to all you guys for all you guys do.
0: But Israel, you are part of the team, so it wouldn't work without you. <laughs> wouldn't work without uh, me. Wouldn't work without Cordy and the and the guys uh, Nick and Josh over at Believe as well. Uh, just everything that it took to put this thing together um as a show otherwise i'd just be a one-man band and that would get boring so um, if you really want to watch what it would look like as a one-man band we do have an episode called one-man band where it's just me talking um (laughs) that's not good for anybody so yeah we gotta we gotta have your perspective um two coaches talking about georgia football um is uh it's a way to go man but uh again if you really want to if you really want a deep dive our, our stuff is right down there below. So subscribe, comment, follow us on social media. Um, Beast of the East, uh, you're going to have to check that out now because that's that's another place you can find us. We're going to be able to deep dive in, uh, w- within the conference as well, uh, cover it more uh, with more perspective. And uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, but we we've got to get out of here. Uh, we're gonna see you next week. We hope uh, our picks are, are great, but we hope you have a great rest of your Friday. We hope you have an even better weekend. And until next time, we'll actually see you on Monday as well, uh, but we'll see you also next Thursday uh, on the show uh, here on the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast, presented by BetOnline.ag. Go dogs, and see you later.